Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello. My name is Mark, and once again, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. Hello. And Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. And we are a podcast that uh, initially covered the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime TV series, uh, but we did all of that, and we also covered the old school 90s OVAs, the 2000s OVAs, the Rohan stuff, the live action movie, and you can find all of those episodes by going to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. These days, while we wait and pray for the part six JoJo anime, if it ever happens, uh, we are watching animes that, uh, you know, have uh, piqued our interests or classics we want to revisit or things that our Patreons tell us to watch. Our Patreons? I guess they're patrons. They are patrons. patrons. Right. It's not like other Patreons that we subscribe to tell us about what to watch is patreon even a word no i think it's just copywritten i don't know that's what you do when you have a new company right is you just misspell it and then copyright it yes and then you're but it, like it a wasn't company. a word like patron is a word correct patreon is not a word correct okay patron patronage patronize <laughs> the patriot starring mel gibson i knew the Should sun I clear my throat on mike is that is that a bad you can do it. That it's habit? not It's not my favorite thing, but you can do it. Okay, let me get one in. Okay. <clears throat> Oof. Wow. We should have told you in the beginning, but Miles has taken up smoking. <laughs> uh, so this week no, we will I be... No, I haven't. Uh, I didn't get my notes. I think they're in the other room. But in a moment, I'll get them. <laughs> this week <laughs> we are talking about the anime School Live or School Live. Gakko Gurashi, living in school. School living club. One sec. What are you doing? I forgot my notebook. All right. Why do you need it for the... Yeah, we're, we're just, just going to read emails. Oh, my Bye. gosh. Oh, my god. Mark's going to get them. Oh, they're close by. It's okay. Uh, but before we stop in the school living club or the living at school club we have to first poke our heads into a correspondence classroom it's kind of boring right easy yeah sure Mm -hmm. our conversation club where we take a look at the inbox for jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com uh you can send us an email if you have thoughts on our coverage of a particular show a general jojo question as long as it's not, what would your stand be? Because we've we've done that a bunch. Uh, and we will now read some emails from the past week. Send it to Zoom. No, don't send it to Zoom. Oh. Uh, okay. This first email is from Pamela, keeping up the streak. The subject turns out the real OTP, one true pairing. Thanks for explaining that. Mm. was Shrek and Rohan all along. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, JJB Pod. It says, say that in an old man voice. Sorry, uh, JJB Pod. Regarding last week, Jackie is really nice for coming up with an exp- explanation for Polnareff's <laughs> naked sister that is not incest. I respect that. I'm just a nice person. My knee-jerk reaction was, yeah, Pol Pol is into his sister. <laughs> Something about that flashback he had of her made me uncomfortable. Uh, first question, do you think when Araki is putting fan service in his work... The target fan he is servicing is, in fact, Araki himself. Like, after part one, his editors were like, great comic, but where is the fan service? And then he gave them ancient stripper gods. 
And they were like, when we said fan service, we meant naked women. And he was like, well, how would that serve me? Then he was like, fine, here's two chapters with naked Lisa Lisa. Can I go back to drawing naked men? I am sorry, these are the weird things I ask. If Sherry being naked really was for fan service, then he was thinking of servicing the actual fans. Araki likes to draw his characters the way he wants to see them. Again, sorry, this is weird. Moving on. Fun fact, uh, on two occasions when Araki was asked why Dio was naked, and it's the first time was something along the lines of, uh, yeah, uh, to like make him look powerful? His answer the second time was along the lines of, well, because he was already naked the first time. <laughs> of course, Araki, the only time, the only time Araki remembers what continuity is. Uh, second question, most important part. Did you know that Shrek and Rohan was a ship? There's like fan art and fan fiction just when you think you've seen it all. Uh, the Rohan series is coming to Netflix. Yep, that is true. Uh, we've already covered it all, and you'll be able to revisit those on anchor.fm slash jjbpod when they come to Netflix internationally, I think in the spring, but sometime next year. The spring is part of next year, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. Third question. Wow. How do you feel about light novels in general, like Purple Haze Feedback, which is the reason why people seem to ship Giorno and Fugo? There are only a handful I like. The one, one I liked was Release That Witch. I generally like reading, but don't want to read an anime, you know? Yes, we do. I know Miles does a lot of writing for his job, but do you like reading, too? Side note, I strongly believe Darby the Younger is a predator. Okay. Not only did he straight up steal people's souls that he turned into dolls that he definitely, definitely has sex with. Fucking creep. He's also specifically made a doll of Kakyoin, a 17-year-old boy he was probably stalking. Why does he touch the dolls like that? I was very uncomfortable when he was rubbing against the Kakyoin doll. It made me want to call the authorities to protect the dolls, which again, he would 100% has sex with. Good thing they got his soul back. He pre-made Kakyoin's doll and didn't have any dolls of the other crusaders. He wouldn't be the only child predator in part three. Oh, and don't look up Rohan X Shrek without mentally preparing. Actually, don't look it up at all. <laughs> we won't. I think you guys deserve better. You I already did. At a pretty oh, sunset no. instead. P.S. I feel sad that we looked past the fact this whole time the horniest one here was Araki. I mean, he has been horny from 1987 until date. Yeah, but me too. What? Me too? I've been horny since 1987. That's good. No, it isn't. Oh, okay. I was a horny baby. <laughs> um, I... I, I don't know that Araki is fan servicing himself. I think Araki just likes aesthetics. He, he strikes me as kind of asexual in a way. I think he just thinks things are pretty and, and doesn't really. I, this is my new thing. I think he's either not sexual or very sexual. He's very sexual, <laughs> but he has nowhere, a particular. Nowhere in between. He's like, either men are hot or women are your family. Uh-huh. And naked. <laughs> yeah. And that's. That's it. It's very particular. Mm-hmm. So listen, the Shrek Rohan stuff, it's not that you bad. It? It's actually pretty tame. I'm looking okay. at it right now. I go Do you like it? It's it's like sweet, you know? <laughs> it's sweet. What what is the plot? Yeah. Does Rohan help draw him out of his swamp or something? Does he I I'm only looking at images. I don't know what could have led to this relationship. <laughs> but looking at it in stasis, it seems fine. I don't, I can't imagine. Rohan would just be disgusted by all of the fucking filth that Shrek lives in. <laughs> Rohan strikes me as like a very high standards, high maintenance kind of guy. I don't think he'd be he, into this. But opposites attract. I think he loves Says filth. who? 
Paula Abdul and that cat. That's, yes. That's unholy. No, they're great. No, they shouldn't be together. Oh. Uh, the other question here was, how do you feel about light novels in general? They sound interesting, but we don't read them. I, I don't really read. Yeah. I, if there's an audio book, <laughs> maybe I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, someone record an audio book of uh, Purple Haze Feedback. <laughs> or maybe we should, and we'll put it on Patreon Ooh. for a million dollars. Ooh, that could be a side side business. My Mark, you have a nice voice. You know how expensive you could, that is? You just create a... Well, I don't... Would we be would allowed? expensive. We would not be allowed to do that. No. <laughs> we would not. We would not be allowed. <laughs> but someone should do it. Yeah. People have translated the light novel, uh, I think, years ago. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't we don't really read that much. I've read like 1.5 books over the last like three years. I do not. I just suck at it. I think the internet ruined my attention span. But Miles, uh, you were asked as a writer, do you read a lot? I do read a lot. I love to read. What of uh, what's the most recent thing you've read? Right now, I'm in the middle of a John McPhee book called The Founding Fish. The Founding Fish. Yeah, it's about a fish called the Shad. Okay, why is John McPhee familiar? Uh, he's a New Jersey person, and he's written a lot of books about... Like, I like him because he can write about random topics. He has an entire book about oranges, for example. Um, okay. And it's like our one of our high school teachers introduced us to him, and I have endeavored to read everything he's published, and I'm almost there. Holy shit. Do you like George Saunders? uh yeah he's fine i never read anything but uh, someone was talking about lincoln and the bardo it sounded interesting i haven't heard i've only read his like magazine stuff no oh. anyway i'm a big reader thanks for asking all right good for you i read i audiobooked like half of shock doctrine by naomi klein a few months ago and then i think nice. my audible trial ran out and i was like i get it america's a <laughs> dick no I doesn't didn't. your dad read a lot doesn't he, isn't he a very prolific reader? My dad is a voracious reader. Yes. Um, he re- reads a ton of sci-fi and like pretty much any time over there. He reads as much books as I play games, which is too much. Whoa. Um, yeah. And he's always telling you about what he's reading and stuff. It's weird because it's like a lot of science fiction, but then every now and then it'll be some big, thick. Your mom reads a lot of books non-fiction. too. My mom, she reads a decent amount. She, always, she doesn't. She, I don't think she reads as much as my father. She's still way more than me. <laughs> but it's like she's always talking about a different book that she's reading. Yeah. Well, they're of a generation. Or, like, or she'll like write to the author. I'm like, yeah. what? You're writing a letter to the author? Yeah. They're of a previous generation. They don't play video games. She's not that into movies. Hmm. Like they just read. I mean, I guess they could be watching TV as well. But hmm. um, reading is good. Reading is probably the best medium you could ingest. And yet I never do it. No. I'm fine though. Again, I have externalized all blame for because I, I used to read an insane amount. And I used to read very fast when I was younger, and then uh, you know we got an internet modem, and that I was. I used it. to read a lot more when I was trapped on a train for two hours a day. Mm. Mm. Yeah, see, I discovered podcasts, and I didn't need any fucking reading. Mm. I like to multitask, and I can't. You can't really multitask and read with you know. Like, you can't read and do something else. You can listen yeah. to music and read. Yeah, but that's not really, that's not a task. It's weird, though. It, like, <laughs> it marries them so closely for me it's to the point where if I think about the book later, I, like, 
hear the music and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. they become very well linked. Um, we should stop watching anime. You know, we should just read and podcast yeah, about agree. that. Listeners, should we stop watching anime? This stuff is for children. Just kidding. We need to know what we should watch next episode as well. I mean, a lot of it is, but it's true. some of it is not. The best stuff is for children. Uh, who would like to read the next email? I'll do it. Nice. Wait, did we answer all these questions? Uh, I, yeah. Okay, I'm just asking. No, I, I, I really don't know. That was like a half-confident, yeah. Listen, this next email is from Chad. And he's wishing us a happy belated 200th episode. Plus, comes. Did we not? We did not mark that occasion in any way. I did. What did our you two, do? Well, our 200th episode was the crossover with Blake and Spencer because we're talking about the episodes that we talked about on episode one of the podcast. Oh. And I, I wrote a short uh, blurb and I did a little intro where I thanked everyone for listening. Did you thank me? No, because you didn't listen, did you? And I knew you wouldn't listen, so I didn't thank you. Ah, fuck. That's All right, right, I'll go back and listen, and there better be, like, add it back in. Yeah, now I have to do. I have to rush <laughs> to do it. But that's that's the thing. This is like brinkmanship now, because if you don't do it, but I did it, then you know, and I tell you, you don't have to listen. That's true. <sighs> I'll, I'll just keep and my finger on the trigger of both versions. One with a thanks to Miles. One without. Okay. Good. 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 Anyway, Chad. <laughs> Two hundred plus episodes. Wait. I should say he says aloha first. Uh-huh. 200 plus episodes. Holy cow. Sorry, I couldn't write in to have this read for 201, but 202 isn't that bad, right? Mm-hmm. No. By my calculations, among the roughly 300 hours of podcasting you three have collectively posted for all to hear, you've... Oh, boy, that's... Oof. You've read over th- 800 emails, watched over three and a half months of assorted anime. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. Okay. I guess it can be true, actually. Uh, and sung nearly seven hours of randomly referenced songs that popped in your head when certain words were spoken. <laughs> Here's to another 200 and then some more. It's, is it annoying, the, si- the singing? It's a, we no. don't do it as much anymore. I think it was, it was more likely to happen when we were all in person. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were Never again. the days. Never again. Not for another year and a half or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I understand listener Pamela's gripe with the isekai genre, but I wanted to assure her and the hosts and listeners that there are exceptions to the rules. Also, Truck-kun is the nickname given to the truck that hits an isekai main character and transports them to another world. Oh. As such, here are some examples of shows that aren't Truck-kun does it hit on a high schooler that ends up in other world and is OPAF. I recommend the shows ReZero, where a high schooler Subaru, uh, the... Uh, formerly the car make of choice for lesbians uh, where a high schooler Subaru has almost no powers except one that forces him to suffer horribly until he can figure the way to move his story forward. Konosuba where a high schooler dies and decides to take the goddess in charge of reviving him as his one helpful item in the new world. Spoiler. She's not that helpful. Wackiness ensues. I'm Standing on One Million Lives is a new show where the main character doesn't get killed to go to another world, isn't OP at all, but as resourceful as he and some of his classmates try to figure out why they keep getting summoned to a strange fantasy world and how to not get killed in the process. My next life as villainous all roots lead to Doom, 
follows a young woman who realizes she's been reborn as the villainess in her favorite fantasy Otome dating sim game that usually ends up getting killed or exiled by the end of the story. Lastly, Domekano was lighter than I expected, at least within the first four eps I watched. I was worried it would be another more dramatic anime that has sex as a thing that happens, but not in an overly lewd or hentai way called Scum's Wish. Way different tone between the two. <laughs> if anyone is interested in other non-hentai shows that no. include sex as a plot device without being gross, go check out Onagai Teacher, High School of the Dead, and, if you haven't already, Beastars. Sorry for the long email, but I'll probably write again once you've revealed your next episode topic. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I know it's not spooky season anymore, but if anyone wanted to see more Tomie animated... They should also watch episodes 13A and 13B of the Junji Ito collection. Yeah, this is our uh, election episode, Chad. Yeah, this this <laughs> anime is about democracy, uh-huh. thankfully. Yeah, and uh, if you guys didn't catch that, uh, Chad's bit about Dome Kano, that's domestic girlfriend. Ah. Dome Kano is like the Japanese nickname for the comic and, and show. Uh, Onigai Teacher... I saw and I remember really liking it back in high school. I think it, I saw it and I maybe early college i didn't like it um it has really good music by the i think it's like a girl group like a girl duo called kotoko uh and it has that same japanese melancholy i don't know it's very nostalgic for me too because i definitely heard that and onigai twins a lot uh back in that day and i was very sad and when you're sad a lot of things just kind of stick to you like glue high school of the dead i saw like one episode of and it just seemed like Another zombie anime, which I'm just tired of zombie works, which may or may not be whatever. Uh, and also just random like ass shots and stuff. Like a girl like stabs a zombie and you're like, why was the camera in her skirt? Anime people. What's up with that? And Beastars. Yeah, we watched. And uh, Miles, did you finish Beastars? We did. I did not. Did not. Um, yeah, we, we watched it. We liked it. Um, there's an episode, I think on our feed called bunny bj um, is which what, which is the hornier show b stars or domecano b stars domecano all right domecano <laughs> is hornier um yeah yeah i think b stars mm. well we haven't finished domecano you see a bunny in a bra episode one yeah you don't see anybody in a bra. You see people just like coldly have sex in episode one. But you don't uh, see it. You don't see it. You just see people are on top of each other. Then they're not on top of each other. But and you see, they like, sigh you see, like, and they stare at each well, other. If you're just talking about what you see. You see like uh, a naked girl doing like hand bra. You see a girl come out of the shower with just a towel on her shoulders. None of that is sex. <laughs> Neither is a rabbit in a bra. That's definitely not sex. Right. You sicko. Fine. Sick. <laughs> you see a rabbit like kneel down in front of uh she was tying her rabbit shoe no she was not no oh boy all right fine anyway um yeah and knowing thanks there's more writing, and junji ito sounds good thanks for writing chad our man in hawaii and for the recommendations uh jackie do you want to read the one from talia oh yes Hey, pod people. So my last email said that I was happy or amused. I don't know what the word to use. That Nickelback had more monthly listeners. The reason, uh, more monthly listeners on Spotify than Tool. The reason being is that much as I enjoy Tool's music, I think the singer is a bit of a douche nozzle douche canoe. 
So to have a joke band like Nickelback beat them at something makes me smile. With that said, Lateralis is probably my number one album ever. Either that or The Fragile, just like you imagined, is an amazing song. Also to Mark, about your whole step incest thing, the one that's one weird ass hill you chose to die on. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> on a related note, my psych professor told me the reason Freud came up with the Oedipal complex was because when Freud was 12, he met the beautiful woman that he was attracted to, except later on, he discovered it was his biological mom. I haven't found any other sources to confirm this story. Uh, so this was a fanfic written by her professor. I'm not sure if I brought this up already, but is no one on your list of anime to check out? If not, I recommend, I'm recommending it. Okay. Uh, this email is from Dylan, who uh, submitted uh, today's anime School Live, School Live to us. Hey, is everyone. Is Dylan the, the teen who, who, like, used to write to us? I think it's a different Dylan. Oh, sorry, Dylan. Uh, hey, everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed the first episodes of the series. I got a little nervous when I saw the tweet about looking up the live-action movie on Wikipedia. Hopefully, only one of you saw a little too much about the series and left the other two in the dark. Interested to hear your thoughts on the episodes and reaction to episode one. As the series advances, many questions that you probably already have get answered, and the atmosphere is... I'll leave that blank for later. Thanks for all the entertainment, and I hope you liked being a Disney shill. Dylan. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up, and everything about 2020 is wonderful. P.P.S. If it comes up, I have an Aunt Mickey, Uncle Donald, and an Uncle no Walt. No way. As far as the real Walt go- goes, I've been told that it is very distant. Huh. Wait a minute, really? This person's part of the Disney family? Dylan Disney. But everyone is part of the, the Disney family now, including all of Marvel, mm-hmm. ABC, ABC family. Yeah, Dylan, were you acquired? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> were you part of an acquisition? Were you part of a merger? Yeah. Are you... Um, is Doug part of the Disney family? Because I know Doug was on ABC for a minute. Yeah, Doug is now a Disney property. God. So is uh, so are the Simpsons, actually. What? I thought they were... F- oh, because Disney and Fox merged or whatever? Disney bought Fox, too. Oh, my God. Just not the news department. Well, that's good. Hey, uh, uh, this email's from Martin and it says happy birthday and memento mori hi oh when this episode is published it will probably be thursday the fifth for me instead of wednesday uh i guess it's because some time zones differences or something i don't know Pfft, what so it will be my day of birth happy birth to me wow martin that is happy also birthday. my birthday also your birthday uh, wow yeah double we're birthday twins um amazing i'm guessing you're not as old as me mm-hmm <laughs> I did not watch Domestic Girlfriend, but your description of what's going on really made me interested in the batshit insane show that is this anime. It just keeps getting more trashy the farther you get. I will get to it someday, but not right now. If anyone is interested, there's a YouTube channel that has been going on for many 11 and a half months now and will be deleted in 13 days, less when this episode is out. It's called Eunice Annis, which means one year in Latin. Okay, just to defend myself. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you thought it said nobody, anus. Nobody knows how Latin is pronounced. Yeah. I mean... So it, it we, could be anus. <laughs> you didn't say anus, but we can... It, it's probably like unus. Unus anus. Yeah. Uno yeah, anus. Hopefully. One anus. Uh, it, unus anus, it's probably. 
Hey, enough with this butt talk. <laughs> it's a duo of two other YouTubers, and its goal is to make whatever they want for one year, and after that they will delete everything. If anyone wants to binge watch it until the end, you might not have enough time, but you could at least watch some of them. The videos are really funny and chaotic. Their wish is to have nothing they've done re-uploaded, so everyone that has gone with them on this journey can put a lot more value in the time that's passed. Also, memento mori. P.S. I have a lot more to say, so I've done a checklist of topics so that I can remember for future emails. Nice. I appreciate that. P.S. Yeah. Horny. Yeah, don't put this them is, all in one email. That's a good email. Just break up your emails. If you, if you have a lot to say to us, you know, write a little bit and then be like, I'll save this for next time. This is an evergreen topic. Um, so, yeah. So Martin has recommended a YouTube channel for the listeners that might be interested. Called, what is it called? Thanks, Unos Martin. Anus? Yeah. Has yeah. nothing to do, seems like nothing to do with anime though. But that's okay. Maybe our listeners are, are there interested. Any, are there any anime that have Latin names? No, right? Um, I mean, there probably are. I don't know why I said no. Like I've heard of every <laughs> fucking anime. There probably are. There's probably one called <laughs> Deus Ex. Not. There's probably one called like Carpe Diem or something. Like, well, I feel any, like they like, usually put like Western languages as like a suffix to the end of something. Uh, you know, it'll be like magical high school EX. Deus uh-huh. Annos. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I Before I forget to ask, if anybody dressed up as a JoJo character for Halloween, please send us pictures. I want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. You can tweet to us at JJBpod this or includes, email. This includes if your dog dressed up as a JoJo character. Yeah, especially. <laughs> uh, Jackie, it's you. Yeah. It's you. This next email is from Chad again. Thanks, Chad. Another Chad. Another Chad. Uh, no, it's the same Chad. That's that's my anime suffix. It's like colon another Chad. Uh, <laughs> subject line: School live scribblings. Aloha, JJB Pod crew. First, I hope you all and my fellow listeners had a fun and safe Halloween, even if it was just staying home to maybe watch something scary and eat too much candy. Speaking of candy, have any of you ever got to try the Japanese snack umaibo, a.k.a. nummy stick, as the school live characters called them? They're kind of like eating a giant corn puff that's been flavored with a Japanese boolean cube. You can get them at most Asian markets or on Amazon too. 30 for about thirteen fifty USD. To that end, what's your favorite Japanese snack or candy? Or, if you don't have a favorite, what's a Japanese snack you might have seen in an anime that you're interested in trying? Most weebs will claim Pocky, which is fine, but the Japanese candy and snack world is so much more than that, uh, just chocolate-dipped cracker sticks, so I implore folks to explore if and when you come across any in the wild. Prior to you all announcing that you'd be watching School Live, it was recommended to me on a short list of good modern horror anime. So I already had an idea that it was not just cute slice of not just the cute slice of life anime it initially presents itself as. Did anyone else notice they even went so far as to change the opening after the first episode? After watching the first three episodes, I kept it on my watch list. Uh, I'll keep it on my watch list and see where it goes. I've already got some suspicions about the faculty advisor and the grave in the roof garden. You can see it after the dog runs away again after after they caught him. So I really want to see if I'm right. 
Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Since it didn't come up last ep, JoJo's Bizarre Voice Connections ah. for Domicano. Okay. Uh, Marie, the effeminate cafe owner, was also the voice of Bruford in part one and Tiziano in part five. Shu, the older sister's married man, was also the voice of Kakuen from part from the oh. part three TV series. Um, Akihito, the main character's dad, was also the voice of Straits in part one and part two. Okay. Thanks, Chad, for the fun facts. I will never remember what Tar- Tarkus and Bruford sound like, um, but Kakuen, I remember Kakuen. Yeah. And Straitso a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about the episode, the school live just yet, but I will talk about candy. Um, I, yeah. I, I do like Pocky, but I think I also really like Haichu candies. I like the weird flavor Kit Kats, except don't ever have the cherry blossom and sake flavored Kit Kats. They're one of the grossest things I've ever tasted. Um, I like mochi, uh, you know, ice cream. That's not candy snack or candies in the evening. okay i like mo- then mochi's my favorite mm-hmm. watch yourself counselor um and i don't know if this quite counts as a snack but i like the ito n cold canned green tea mm. i used to get those with a breakfast sandwich every morning and recently found out that the japanese 70s uh pop idol duo pink lady once caused a run on canned oolong tea because they said they drink that they drank 10 of them in a day to lose weight and Ido N had to order thousands to anticipate consumer demand because Pink Lady was that powerful. Miles, do you like any Japanese snacks or candy? Um, I'm also gonna go with Haichi, and I'm I just text Haichu. I just texted my brother and sister because we used to have I don't even know if this was Japanese, but just lychee lychee in like these plastic containers. You just like pop them out and eat them. Oh, I've never heard of that. Uh, lychee, I think though, is Chinese. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think it's Japanese, but that okay, does. Well, I I don't know. Is because when I see lychee in a drink, like in bubble tea, I'm like, okay, this is fine. But then when I eat the lychee, I'm like, I don't know if I enjoyed that. So is it there just were the fruit? lychee Jello cups? Weird, like jelly fruit bites. Interesting. I buy some. Yeah, lychee or lychee is uh from southeastern China, but. Uh, it is now produced by that place, by India, other countries in Southeast Asia, uh, South Africa. There was um, a bar on the Lower East Side. Uh, I don't know if they still exist, but they had a lychee cocktail that would really fuck you up really fast. <laughs> nice. I've had I've had lychee cocktails before. They're good. Oof. I think that's the only time I've had lychee is in a cocktail. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, it's similar to eating it raw in the wild, I'm sure. Same same exact taste and effect. All right. I'm also not a candy person, so. What? I don't really like candy. We just ate a whole lot of it. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't like sweets in general. I like savory stuff more. All right, I feel like we just ate a lot of candy in the last I know, week. but that's because you brought it in the house. Wait, you did anyone? You bought the bag of Kit Kats. You guys That's are true. new homeowners. Did anyone trick or treat at your house? Uh, we left a ba- we left uh, little goodie bags out on a tray outside, and people did take them, but we did not get to see who they were. 
Yeah, it may have been like municipal workers that just ran up and grabbed them. Somebody walking their dog and took one. Certainly no one rang our bell because probably we had candy out front for the taking. Yeah. Uh, And we can assume some of them may have been children. But a total of like five bags were taken. So that's five individual children, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have eaten a a lot lot of candy. More than I should have. Because I knew there would not be a lot of children trick-or-treaters. Next year. Next year in Jerusalem. No. Oh. Here. Miles, do you know what I'm referencing if I say next year in Jerusalem? Uh, I believe the song This Year by the Mountain Goats. (laughs) No, it is the way you close Passover services. Oh, well, there's a lyric in that song where where he goes, there will be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. that must be a reference to that Jewish thing you mentioned. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Passover, you may have heard of it. Yeah, it's when you eat Jewish some <laughs> some good food and some really bad food. I like it. It's creative, creative food. When when you, does Jack, Passover you've been take spared. place? You have not had like Passover cereal that just tastes like a bunch of rocks. Yeah, I know. I didn't grow up Jewish. I just married yeah. married into it. Yeah. Okay. Mistake. I will, listen. Let's set a reminder for our Passover episode. Whenever that is, I want Mark's definitive ranking of Passover foods. Okay. Okay. We'll get, we'll get I'm going to set a reminder. Okay. <laughs> when the world is ashes, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be podcasting. And then I will have my own list of weird stuff. Well, then you're going to have to try fucking gefilte fish and like kosher cereals and okay, shit. Okay, I don't want that. Nope. You got to do it. All right. I'll just comment on everything you say. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a break for a sec. If you would like to support the show, dear listener, you can subscribe to us on the briefly mentioned Patreon. That's patreon.com slash jjbpod. There is also where we post some additional show notes. Uh, Miles is, uh, was that a reference to newsletter? Uh, And it's just a great way to support us. And I will thank anybody who uh, pledges $3 or more per month. But you don't even have to give that much. You could just give $1 a month and it is helpful. We also have a $15 tier where just for one month, if you pledge one time, uh, you can tell us to watch an anime. One time. Which is why we're watching School Live or School Live this month uh, or this week and why we watched uh, Domestic Girlfriend and many other really good shows. Uh, so if you want to show us what great taste you have, once again, that's patreon.com slash jjbpod. And I will now say thank you to Disney, Nick, Caden, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Michael, Martin, Kevin, and Chad. You make the merry-go-round. I don't know if anyone says that, but I just did. I liked it. Oh, good. Um, Yeah, so this week we watched school live which i that's how i'm gonna say it it feels weird i think it's live i don't know because i guess it is live right because it's it's like school living is kind of what the show is called yeah um and we watched this on vrv uh also known as the app that has either shit quality or great quality and it will alternate between the two every five minutes um it is a 12 episode anime that ran uh from july to september of 2015 uh, animated by Studio Lerch or Lerke, I think it's German for Lark. Uh, studio that also did Dangan Rompa, 
an anime about kids that have to murder each other, assassination classroom, and toilet-bound Hanako-kun. So, lots of dark, weird, school murdery topics by this animation studio. Uh, it is based on a manga that ran from 2012 to November 2019. So it just wrapped up if you want to watch more. Um, and if you skip the email section, you may have uh, you may want to know that there are going to be some important spoilers coming up. Uh, meaning this show kind of is not as simple as its description says it is. Um, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you can't care that much about it, right? Otherwise, turn it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched episodes one through three. And let me just ask you guys to start out. What was running through your head in the beginning, in the middle of the first episode? How were you feeling about this show? I was actually, like, just before, like, the reveal, I was like, I like that the stakes seem really low. It's nice. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's so funny, because watching it, I, I I had a feeling there was something else. Yeah, I was like, there's a twist here somewhere. Like, something disrupts there. Because, like... One, like a Patreon listener made us watch this, so it can't just be, I, I felt like it just, it couldn't be just a cute show. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, we didn't, we, we don't really have a plot yet, you know? Like, it's just like, this is like, it's kind of setting up a context for something. So I was like, something must be happening. Like, there must be something here. You know? I just thought one of our patrons wanted to relieve us from the stress of 2020 yeah. with a nice, lighthearted show. And uh, I was wrong. They wanted to inflict more stress upon us. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I was definitely relieved, though, because I had a feeling. And but then the show, like, it just didn't have any. Nothing about it was unique to the point where there was there was also no thrust, like, like overall plot. Mm-hmm. It was just like, here's these school kids doing tropey schooly things. And oh, there's a dog and you got to chase the dog and stuff. But uh, here we and go. You don't for, really you don't really know. You don't. Like, they don't really tell you what the school live club is in the beginning. Right. So, or right. The, the general premise described on, like, Wikipedia and stuff is that it is about girls who decide to live at school. And they oh. start the school living club. And and to Dylan, who suggested this, who said they were nervous when I mentioned, there's a live action movie, apparently. Oh. I did see that on Wikipedia, but I did not. What's so funny, and here we go, they'll just talk about what the show is. The genres for this this uh, show or manga that I did not read on Wiki are genres are horror, zombie, um, and the live action movie poster has like a abandoned, like burnt out school like underneath the girls. So I like somehow skipped right past all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I intentionally don't look that hard <laughs> at stuff like that, but it was pretty miraculous. Um, so yeah, what it turns out is there's a whole bunch of like happy-go-lucky plots. This you know this one girl in school is kind of ditzy. She's like chasing her dog, and that seems like the main plot of the first episode. The dog has this corny, very obviously human voice actor going like mm. woof woof. Um, and it, it turns out that uh, this is like post-zombie apocalypse. They're the only girls in this abandoned school, uh, but the main character is sort of deluded and uh, deluded, delusional. She just like snapped and they, uh, they're they just going with it. They just play along yeah, so she, that she can be happy. She's sort of acting under the impression that they're in a fun club, but the rest of the school is still business as usual. All the other kids are still alive and there and she's going to class and talking to people who aren't really there anymore. She's seeing things. Yeah. Um, 
there are some hints that this twist was coming. Did you guys happen to pick up any of the hints in the episode? They were eating like survival snacks in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard tack. Yeah, they were calling it uh, hard tack. I think it was called Kanpon or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, it tastes like survival. Mm-hmm. Probably the first hint is um, that the girl Kurumi mm-hmm. is sharpening a shovel. Yeah. And mm. they're like, isn't it a little early for gardening? And she's like, hey, I'll have you know this was the highest kill ratio weapon in the first Great War. And I was like, that's weird. What is this girl into like Counter-Strike or something? <laughs> um, well, not Counter-Strike. I guess... Um, History? <laughs> no, no. There, there, there's one... Um, there's one like war simulator game where like the shovel is a decent weapon. Um, I think it's Medal of Honor. Anyway, um, it's very important that I get that correct. Uh, there's also at one point like the main girl, she's like, and our communications room has microphones and this and that. And this place is weird. It's the weirdest place. And I said to Jackie, are they aliens? Because I'm mm-hmm. like, something here is weird. And the way she talks about school and the fact that there's nothing else happening in this show I'm like, is it a reveal that they're fucking aliens? Yeah, and then when Mark said that, I was like, no, I think that they're, I think that they're not aliens, but I think that maybe something happens, like one of them dies and it's a murder mystery or something. <laughs> right, and there's certainly reason to believe someone has died as well because there's a hint where on the rooftop uh, after one of the zany antics with the dog, um, you see a grave, you see a white cross in, up in the rooftop garden. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, is that just maybe a marker? Like, we put some seeds down. (laughs) It's a weird marker. But at the same time it's playing, there's a a sound of wind, Mm -hmm. like rustling through a hallway, an abandoned place. And she kind of looks out onto the track, um, the running track, I guess you call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They play that wind sound earlier in the episode as well, when uh, two of the girls are running in the hallway. And you see the windows look kind of broken. That was my first real catch when i was like i think this is like an apocalyptic show i didn't catch any of this i was like this is an apocalyptic show and i didn't know that they were the only girls i thought maybe it was like classrooms full of Mm -hmm. kids are the last survivors and they're and the teachers are trying to keep it normal um and there's one other thing here i think well the fact that the show had no fucking consequences um that was definitely a part of it that i was like what is it where are we going there's something up here right um so just those few hints uh you know kind of put it together but still the show did not really tip its hand very hard you know miles did you suspect anything until you saw the empty uh, classroom that uh yuki was in talking to no one i didn't you fool i was just enjoying it i can't that's so weird i watching it i was like miles must hate this show <laughs> you're so slippery <laughs> did you do you like it better do you think it's more or less interesting as a zombie show, or would you rather watch the the school show? I, in particular, like this specific show, I'd rather see the zombie stuff. Yeah, mm. me too. I like how it. I like how it is. Yeah, even though I'm very tired of zombie stuff, I realize I haven't really watched a zombie anime yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mentioned starting High School of the Dead, but I was not interested. Um, so when they revealed that it was a zombie thing, I was like, "Ugh, fuck." Because I'm just sort of done with zombie shit in general. Um, I don't understand how anyone couldn't be. I mean, this show is from five years ago, but, uh, you know, the zombie genre was like really, really alive and well from like 2004 to, I don't know, 2012 or something like that. When Barack Obama started his second term, he was like, enough of the zombie shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, That's a direct quote. 
Yeah, people don't think about it a lot because it was a second term of presidency. But he was like, enough of this zombie shit. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll vote. Yeah, he was the one who started like this course talk that we expect from the commander in chief now. <laughs> like people think it all started with, with Trump, but Obama was the one who, who, who took the office into the mud. You sound like a Fox News commentator now. <laughs> like people think this guy started it, but uh, <laughs> what about Obama? They're like that's nobody complained when Obama did it. No one is denying that the bar is low or is getting lower. It's just that it has been low, which is kind of also my argument, but not in such superficial ways. Anyway, um, yeah, and and uh, once the you know episode two and three went by, I was also like, okay, I'm not mad at this show. Like, yes the zombie genre tropes are coming out, you know, seeing it, you know, it it is kind of hard to watch it turn to see like those first signs, like, wait a minute, I can't reach my relatives. They're like, wait a minute, the news is saying this thing, we'll ignore it for now. And it's just like painful because it seems like it would be traumatic. And also COVID is a little bit, makes it a little bit feel closer to home. And I've just seen this thing 50 million times because again, the zombie genre is like the number one thing forever. Um, I think it's incredibly sad, the scenario that they've painted here. Yeah. And the only happy part is this girl who's deluded about the whole thing, which is even sadder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just play along with it, which quite frankly, I think you have to, and it gives you something to keep up with, you know, instead of the day to day, like, let's just survive. You're also like, how do we deal with making sure, um, Yuki doesn't wander into a zombie field. Because right. she's like, oh, I almost went home today. I forgot we had the club. And they're like, uh, you know, and there are some other hints, by the way, I, I forgot about one was there is this fifth character because there's four main girls, which are Yuki, Miki, Kurumi, and Risa is her name? Reese, Ri something, R-I-I. Um, yeah. And there's a fifth girl or teacher named Sakura or Megumi, Megune, they call her. And Miles, I'm convinced she's dead or a ghost. Um what yeah for why one, do you say this a few reasons um one is that she seems to only uh, that yuki is the only one who notices her and then the other ones say like oh thank you after she points out and whenever she points out like oh megune saved me they're like oh oh thank you megumi sensei uh, or sakura sensei whatever and there's a discussion at one point when they're eating the hard survival crackers at first um they're like yeah well we're growing girls and you know we're just uh you know i forget what they say but they talk about like we're growing we have our whole lives ahead of her and the teacher yeah. kind of freaks out for a bit and i mm-hmm. at first thought oh i this is a weak joke but i thought it was just because she's older so she's just insecure about her age but thinking about it now i'm like i think she's a ghost and she was just like she oh, seems fuck. like she seems like a ghost the other girls don't really talk directly to her yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think they only say thank you or whatever when they know where what Yuki's talking about and where she's gesturing. Um, Am I just bad on picking up on this stuff? Miles, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're dead. We're also dead <laughs> oh and you've never God. noticed. Now I'm thinking about like a husband and wife comedy, but the wife is like mad that her husband doesn't notice things about her, specifically that she is dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> not like i changed my hair or whatever but like i'm a ghost do and you don't even know hmm write it write it out mark but yeah sorry miles what were you gonna say uh nothing because you're dead oh uh, that's right you're talking into a cardboard box right now there's no computer even uh... um 
Yeah, and I uh, so it's like episode one mostly seems like an inconsequential sort of uh, school slice of life anime, and then episode two deals with um, mostly I think the girl Kurumi, right, and how mm-hmm. it shows the origins of the outbreak a little bit, not the worldwide origins, but just how their school I think got the way it is, and it shows why she has a, uses a shovel as a weapon. Right. She was in love with her senpai who had graduated and was going to go to a college. She wanted to follow him, but you know, didn't know how he felt. It was like unrequited love. Uh, but then he turns into a zombie and she kills him with a shovel because she's in the gardening club at the time. Yeah. I, I was wondering, it doesn't seem like they're armed with anything else. Yeah, that's true. When they go to like that mini mart, which why is that inside a school? Uh, they don't like look for knives or anything. Good that they have it. I think a lot of schools don't have nummy snacks mm-hmm. lying around. Yeah. How did the school has a store in it? Yeah. I don't know. Like college, college buildings will have that. I went to night school at one point and there was a little library with, with fucking snack bars that saved me a few times from falling asleep. Um, need more, um, need more guns in schools. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to America's number one right-wing anime podcast. No. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Black Iron Coffee or whatever the fuck that stupid brand is called. Listen, um, by the time this episode comes out, we may live in hell and we may need to espouse these views as often as possible. Miles, we're going to live in hell either way. One is just a little spicier. That's why our basement is so hot. Because we're in hell? Yes. Because we're in hell. Because we're... Pretty good. We're... Our house is built on top of the uh, gateway to hell. That would be so much better. Why? No, that would be stressful. I think if you have a gateway to hell, then like you have something that you like know ideologically you're oriented properly against. You know, there's no self-doubt. You can get people behind you. (laughs) Right, right. The rest of the world doesn't seem as like bad anymore. You could move. You wouldn't second guess it. You'd be like, listen, maybe these guys in hell aren't so bad. Well, now... (laughs) Like, because you'd get to, you'd be close to the situation. You'd be getting to know them. Whoever's, you know, well, on the other side. If they're get to knowable, then then maybe, yeah, they're okay. But if they're just like snarling demons, like, yeah, when they come out of the hole in the ground, then no, they got to go. I don't care what their motivations are. What? You don't snarl ever? I guess I do. But usually not after exiting like a dimension into a different world. I, I think I understand that people are kind of nervous. Yeah, what are we talking You'd be about? in a bad mood if you were exiting a gateway into a different world, too. Yeah, I think me, I'd be like, golly, this w- is bright. I want to know how the zombie apocalypse happens in this show. Mm, like what the origin is? Yeah. What happened? You don't think it's, oh, what if it's the dog? What if Taro, also, is Taro the do- Maru? Do you guys oh, think the God. dog is alive? I think the... I think the dog might be dead, too. Because at one point what? we see the kids, the kids who are a fantasy in Yuki's mind are like, what dog? And she, it's this awkward thing where she's like, well, they're like, oh, is Taro a girl, a boy? And she's like thinking about the dog. She's like, well, he's not a girl. And she's like, he jumps on me and tries to look up my skirt. And they're like, <laughs> what? But I don't think the other girls deny, the other like actual surviving girls deny that the dog is real. Why would they deny? They're not denying anything that this girl says you know yeah. yeah but they through their perspective we deny that everything else is happening when we see that they are seeing an empty abandoned classroom and such but the dog is never there i think when the girls are alone 
I Wait, remember without, the girls without being, Yuki. When two girls are outside the library and Yuki and the other girl are inside, mm-hmm. they're holding the dog. Okay. Okay. So I think that counts as a a, a, a tally in the dog is alive. Okay. Because I, I would definitely imagine a dog if I could. <laughs> if I could just like will things to be really realistic for me, I would want a cute little dog. Yeah. I mean, I would like to do that now. Mm-hmm. Could you will a cute dog into our house? I'm doing it right now. It's, oh, no. I don't have whatever powers Yuki has. What if you could do it, but it was a monkey's paw situation and the dog was rabid and it bit no. you? Well, that's why you got to be careful. I don't want any of that. But yeah, I think the teacher is a ghost and I think that the only one that can see her is Yuki. Yeah, but I, I do think she was real because episode three is all she from was her real perspective. At, at one point and then she dies. Yeah, I was hoping that she was like a ghost from like the 70s or something. Like mm-hmm. she's been a ghost in that school uh, and now is just able to talk to people. Uh, but yeah, we see that she was a teacher. She did interact with these girls. She saved them in part. She helped them barricade the roof. Um, and you know, They wouldn't be alive without her. Right. They say so. They're like, oh, she helped start the club because mm-hmm. they're talking to Yuki in their metaphorical way um, and being like, it's true. Without her, we wouldn't be here. Um, I think that's very compelling, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that is something I like about the show. It is neither the slice of life, simple, fun girl anime, nor is it just a, I mean, it is just like a zombie survival-ish show. Um, But thinking about that character, I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. And I like that her sort of whole arc of, you know, her being like, oh, am I good enough to be a teacher? And then her personal origin in the apocalypse, uh, in this zombie apocalypse is all like in one episode. I was like, okay, cool. That, that doesn't feel like it's going to be super drawn out. So uh, I was enjoying that. And and yeah, certainly any zombie media at this point, I have a heavy bias against. So it's a good sign. And uh, if she's not dead, I will riot. Mm. <laughs> I will burn our hell basement. That's fine too, but something's up. Something's up. Something's up. But yeah, that's the thing is if she's a ghost, is she a ghost or is she a hallucination? Because no, I think she's a ghost, right? Because we see her perspective. She seems to know. She seems to, it's, it's, it's almost like she is a ghost that is protecting Yuki and like making sure that she doesn't because like that she doesn't just like walk into zombie rooms or something. Yeah. You know, she really needs it. Yeah. Um, so she's just a ghost, like an angel, a guardian angel that's protecting her. Do you think we'll see, I'm hoping we see at some point Yuki, like, get the trauma that causes her to start. Oh, yeah. Dissociating she, and, I th- I and think seeing it's like, an alternate reality. I think what happens is the first day that this all happens, she's like, oh, my God. And she's just like crying about it. And like, and then like the next day she wakes up like, oh, man, I had the worst dream. Are you all ready to go to school? You know, and like she just pretended it was a dream push push that shit in the back of her mind and then created and just created the world again as if nothing happened and like refuses to it's see like the third impact refuses to see it i feel like i don't know a ton about psychology but i feel like in order for her to have this serious of like a psychotic break she should have to see something traumatic like i feel like she sees mm-hmm. someone well she get destroyed she did see the guy or the boyfriend get destroyed by um oh yeah 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 and she tackles it because he's she's killing her with the shovel she's yeah. killing him with the shovel 
and she tackles her and she says something to her that's like not actually about what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She says something to her about like, oh no, don't do something. So I can't remember what it was, but it yeah. was another, it was a clue that she might not be seeing things the way mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. So that's true. So what else is in there? Oh yeah. I, uh, the OP, it makes sense that it's, that it was this way, but I felt the, the opening was pretty kind of boring, standard J-pop. It's cute though. Mm-hmm. It's cute. There's a boob jiggle in the beginning. <laughs> like when they show one of the girls, her just chest bounces around for a bit for no reason. Um, yeah. Part of me is wondering is like, how much time has passed? Are all these girls like past high school age now? Mm. Oh, in which case, bring on the jiggles. I don't think that much yeah, time. Baby. Is, I don't if, think that much time has passed. If these are adult cartoons, then it's all gravy. Yeah, I think Jackie's right though. I think it's pretty soon after. Because one of them is still like, oh, I don't think the rest of the world is infected. Like, we just need to hold out a little longer. Um, mm. Man, their clothes probably stink. They've got showers at school. That's true. And they have a they have a laundry room, a laundry machine on the roof, they said. Um, oh, weird. I noticed the girl Miki is reading a book by Steppen King, not Stephen King. <laughs> is that a reference to Steppen Wolf? It's no. It's a reference to Stephen King. To Steppen King. And the book she's reading is called The Standard, which is a reference to The Stand, which is Stephen King's like post-apocalyptic book that might be zombie-ish. Might just be some kind of apocalypse. I have not read The Stand. Um, so not not Steppenwolf. No. Oh, another hint, by the way. I I should have free for that. I should have freeze framed it. But in the first episode, when we're in Yuki's sort of POV. And she's in her English class. There's some things written on the board that are funny. On the left, it's written in white chalk. And the third line, like the first two lines are like, it was fun to study together. We mm-hmm. should do it again. And it's like perfect grammar. Mm-hmm. The third one is like, but it done come true. It's like, mm-hmm. eh. and in the right hand column, things are written in red chalk. And one of them just says something like the darkness in the past. Mm. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. All is in darkness in the past. Yeah. It was like, oh, is that like a weird philosophical thing? <laughs> like the past is dark, the present is light or something? Mm. Or I don't know if there were other... Did you catch anything else, Miles? No, that's what stood out to me. Okay. Um, we get a go, 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 go uh, katakana roll at one point, much like Jojo, uh, showing that something bad is going to happen. Um. One thing that I thought was weird, this is a nitpick, but uh, in episode two, one of the girls says to Miki, Miki is the short-haired girl, um, and she's doing something, and they're like, yeah, I can see how you fought your way out of that mall all alone. Um, Yeah. Which means that we haven't seen Miki's origin, like how she got to the school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of thing, I know I just praised the teacher episode, but I usually find this kind of thing tedious, you know, when they're like, Mm -hmm. let's establish a premise. And now let's show how everyone got here. And you're like, yeah. ugh, but I want to go forward. Mm-hmm. But I am a little curious. Yeah. yeah. That's the issue I have with the show so far is that like it's in a really, really dark place. And like what's driving it forward seems to be looking back. Yeah. And it's only three episodes, but so far there's like no like morsel of hope to look forward to. Like yeah. it seems like it, like as far as I can see it, the show is just going to be them holding out, which is already sad. No. And then their only way of avoiding the sadness is like playing along with this girl. The hope is that who, the hope is that they have each other and they love each other. Yeah. But you have to be able to show that going forward. 
They do. Yeah, they're all, they're all there like for each other. It's sweet. Yeah, but that's like a like they're just run, running out the clock. It seems like mm. because Miles is saying at the current moment in time, we know they're in a bad situation, right? The thing mm-hmm. we've seen in present is that they had to like go on an expedition into the store. They fought a zombie. And then as far as we know, they're still there. We don't see anything in the future. We only see the past. And we know that from those flashbacks, things just get worse because they mm-hmm. just arrive in the present. Yeah. And I will say just to kind of step outside the fourth wall for a second that this was made in the middle of the comic book's run. So I don't oh. think at the end it, it ends with like a, a, you know, a helicopter lift out of the school and the zombie cure is found. Um, but there's nothing even that they're like working towards so far. Like maybe we need right. to reach the radio tower to contact the helicopter guys. Right. So I just, at this point, I don't know like what the goal is. Maybe we'll watch ahead and we'll, we'll let you know if um, it turns out that they uh, are going to go to Mars or something. Yes. That would rule a zombie apocalypse where they're like, just fuck the planet. I don't even want to check the rest of it out. Let's just go. I've read enough Cormac the teacher McCarthy thing- books. The teacher thing makes me more inclined to watch ahead. Is she's a ghost? <laughs> yeah. I just want to know that. By the way, Miles, have you read The Road by Cormac McCarthy? No. I think as a, a, a new father, you should read that book. I am oh, not a boy. father, but uh, I read it and thought, wow, what would that be like if I had a child? During a zombie apocalypse or whatever. Yeah. Cormac McCarthy said that he got the idea for that book just because he was like in Texas like on vacation or something with his kid and he just like looked out into this like big open desert or whatever and just was like wow and then he just imagined that like the world was over and how it would be with his son Uh, and it's one of like the bleakest most depressing post-apocalyptic books but it's one of the only ones I've read in the last five years and it was it was really good really blew me away and they made a movie on my list out of it with Viggo Mortensen uh, but uh, as any asshole who has read the book first can tell you, it doesn't hold a candle mm. to the book. <laughs> it's got like a pretty heartbreaking um, scene with Michael K. Williams, but it was better in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can beat your imagination. That's right. You mean y- yours like specifically. mine. Yeah, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Mine specifically. Mark's imagination. It's awful in here. <laughs> no, it's good. It's fine. Um, were you going to say something, Miles? Uh, yeah, but I forgot. Shit. I fucked it up again. Oh, man. Cormac McCarthy. I have No Country for Old Men, but I haven't read it yet. Listeners, write in if you have a Cormac McCarthy anime idea. No. Um, I just want to know what Japanese voice actor would play Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. And he would be like, <laughs> how much have you ever lost on a coin toss? Mm-hmm. You know, you follow how come in your episode path, two? what you hear. And what good was the path? What's up, Miles? Where did they get curry in episode two? Uh, I think it's like microwave shit because you see her on point microwaving or uh, not microwave stovetop. You see her boiling a bag that says meat sauce on it. Mm. I have to hope that I, is how uh, you make that. Otherwise, it looks like someone just dropped a bag into a boiling pot of water. Okay. I, I want curry. Yeah. Hard I, to get curry now. I thought it was cute that the teacher when she was alive uh, and everyone else was alive, um, they would always tell her that she was a, a bad teacher or that she wasn't cut out for teaching and that she was like too chummy with the students. She was too friendly with the students. And turns out she's a great teacher because she saved all these kids. Well, uh, she could be like a great gym teacher that way. <laughs> you know, she was able to physically move a bunch wow. of shit. Uh, she didn't teach them no. anything. Those who can't 
She's a good. Yeah. She's a role model, <laughs> and she's a, a nurturing presence. Yeah, but that's not a teacher. A teacher is like a specific thing where you go into the school system and you impart ideas about like math and English. You know. Oh well, she's a good adult. I yeah, to I think, children. I, certainly true. Okay. Well, it's sweet. It's a. It, it's not related to anything. It's more about Cormac McCarthy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I think he said in an interview that like um, that your story isn't a story unless the main character's life is at risk at some point. Uh, Which is true of this story. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. There must be more context to that. Because like, then how do you watch a comedy? Like Dumb and Dumber, they're Maybe not like. Just I mean, like, I guess that's true. They are threatened. They they do have their life threatened in Dumb and you, Dumber. Forty year old virgin is a very romance. funny. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. But how you maybe that's romance. just his preference. In Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, I'm trying there's to think no if there's risk of death. Well, there might be like some of those movies. It's like maybe at one point there is a risk of death, and he's saying that's all you need. It doesn't have to be the stakes in the movie. But even then, yeah, there's plenty of movies where there's no threat of death. That was the argument, though, to the uh, the Judd Apatow movie, This Is 40, mm-hmm. was just that, like, the threat in that movie was, like, their marriage was kind of falling apart, but they were going to lose their very nice house, mm-hmm. their, like, four-bedroom house, and, like, <laughs> audiences and critics were like, yeah, I don't, this isn't really that stressful to me. Mm. I don't think most people are watching this being like, oh, my God, imagine if we had to downsize, like, mm-hmm. make it, you know, make it more universal yeah, and stark of a... Uh, a loss that you are risking miles there's a uh, king of the hill uh like meme it's like a four panel comic that's like king of the hill if cormac mccarthy wrote it i will have to send it to you <laughs> it's pretty great plus jackie and i have been watching king of the hill i've been watching king of the hill mostly. all right fine i spied on two episodes while i was building a console table. i was watching it um but yeah king of the hill is good it is good um Oh. Hmm. Did you ever watch it? King of the Hill? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it a little bit. It's pretty good. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things from King of the Hill is uh, they had this recurring character. Uh, it was a jazz musician. I'm trying to remember his name. He did that song, Feel So Good. Oh, Chuck, Chuck Mangione. Mangione. Yeah, he's a recurring character in King of the Hill. Oh, they talk about him uh, like episode three. That's funny. I don't remember and him. He pops up like to play taps at some. <laughs> oh, I know this. You told me dead, about this. But it goes da da da. <laughs> no, no, I did it wrong. Shit. <laughs> he starts out playing taps and then he transitions and it feels so good. It's great. I'll put it in the newsletter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how that ha- that has to be one of those things where it's like an inside joke. Like Mike Judge yeah. just like w- went to someone's funeral and the guy fucked up and instead of playing taps he started playing feel so good. Um, or maybe he's a big Chuck Mangione fan. I guess. How big are you a fan if you just do the one song? Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Uh, oh, Miles, did you watch anything scary for Halloween? Yesterday or the day before? No, I thought about it, but I didn't. I watched um, a Taiwanese movie called Yi Yi on Criterion Channel. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. You sent me a message about it, but I don't, I don't know that I've heard of it. But it's not scary? It was not scary at all. What if we're racist? Is it scary then? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did you watch anything scary for Halloween? We did. Um, we watched Nodoi or The Curse. It's a found footage horror mystery film 
from, it's Japanese. Yeah. It's Japanese from 2005 or so. It's really good. It's good. It's good. I liked, okay, fine. I, I, I want to compare it more to Pulse or Cure X by uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, but I like those better. Really? I yeah. I don't know if I've seen those. We've seen them. Okay. Well, I, I, to me, this was the best found footage movie that I've seen. Oh, the other period. two I'm talking about aren't found footage, okay. but they feel similar in terms of like local legend, myth, mm. unravel, you know, a weird guy, you know, and uh, well, I'm sp- speaking specifically of Cure Now or Cure X, and I, I really liked that one. Okay. I don't remember them, but you can remind me after. Um, but yeah, this- I watched- I was going to say this, this Sorry, does was, feel a little bit like um, almost like a Junji Ito work. Like it could feel similar mm. to that sort of um, thing, like a what local does? Nodoi, what does? the curse, ah. like a local legend haunting people, the way it slowly builds, you see things that seem isolated and they kind of come together. It's a really good uh, example of building, but what were you going to say, Miles? Uh, I watched this show on Halloween, so this is the scary thing I watched for Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm... So glad this, you were scared this, this is a scary show oh and we also saw friday the 13th part three two days ago it was pretty funny <laughs> i liked it and i have heard that people like part four even better jackie so we gotta we gotta watch that okay um anyway so yeah school live is uh it's pretty good it's pretty good. i like it 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 also made me think of doki doki literature club which someone suggested we play but i unfortunately know all about that game I can't talk about it anymore without spoiling it, but I hope you guys keep watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> we will. I, I would like to keep watching. <laughs> we still have to finish domestic girlfriend. Do I'm not we? watching oh, that boy. show. We've seen five episodes. Okay. Already out of, out of like 12, out right? of 12, five out of have 12. you guys come down. I still haven't come down from the horniness of last week's episode. Wow. <laughs> still fired up. Um, yeah, I don't know. We should. So, what is that? Forty percent through, something like that. We'll see. We'll see. You just want to watch the anime King of the Hill. Yeah. It's Tex Animation. Anyway, uh, I don't really know what else to say about this show. Um, I did find it funny though that I'm usually, I usually think of myself as being like, um. I am the guy who's like, eh, it was okay. It was mediocre. When people talk about movies. And then they get annoyed and then Miles tweeted that he noticed that he has a pattern of doing that for anime. And then in a surprise twist this week, he's like, oh, I liked the beginning episode. Really weird. (laughs) And then I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, Miles, I'm starting to think (laughs) this is just like a contrarian personality. No, I just wanted, I wanted the lighthearted school show. Yeah. Well, I think we have, um, you know, we have a free week or series of weeks coming up maybe we could pick one of the uh if anyone's recommended us anything more lighthearted, we could pick one of those um <laughs> we're gonna need it 2020 am i right oh yeah well it's november we're almost done everything's gonna be normal in january mm. that's true good point but we're in the uh, middle of the election season oh I, I remember what it is when kurumi kills that guy with the shovel yuki later refers to it as like the time she was rejected oh yeah she like turns the murder into like a breakup sort of rejection kind of Mm -hmm. thing um anyway yeah if you have thoughts on this show or thoughts about our thoughts you can write to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com you can also tweet to us if you find at jjb pod on twitter somewhere 
and you can think about and do support us. What? What are verbs? Who needs them? If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show. And uh, whichever avenue you choose, you can suggest that we watch something. We can't guarantee it unless you step into the boss us around tier. But we have a list of uh, recommendations that we sometimes dip into, and we would like to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> were you going to say something, Miles? I feel like you were going to, and I just bulldozed past it. No, I, I want to say something once the episode is over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay alive. Bye. 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 Bye.